We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Week 11 show of the Prime Points here on Roto-Grinders. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends over at FantasyPoints.com. Uh, we got Jake Tribby. We got Graham Barfield. Uh, Graham, what is going on? Uh, fun Week 10. We got Kyler Murray's back in our lives. Running fast. I was not expecting that, but uh, he, yeah. he's interesting to talk about. We've got the Cardinals. Uh, Houston, C.J. Stroud, like basically the best rookie quarterback ever uh i've seen some videos out there of what what he's dissecting on a field on a given play seems absolutely uh incredible from a rookie quarterback let alone any quarterback that's been in the league for so long we, we need the good quarterbacks in the league we need scoring to go up i, I think good quarterback plays one of those ways Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument right now that Stroud is the MVP with the way he's playing. Um, you know, if he keeps it up, I think I think you could make you the can argument. can bet on that. Yeah, yeah, we can bet on these things. It's very true, Britt. We can. Uh, he's pretty deep odds. I mean, obviously, I think Mahomes or Hurts or somebody will get it. But, yeah, man, this is a fun slate. Week 11, really fun slate. I've done like a tenth of my research, maybe even like a twentieth of my usual research. It's Tuesday night. But I think this is setting up to be one of the more fun slates we've had in recent weeks. we got some solid team totals. Uh, some more teams are passing. Excited to chop it up with you boys as always. Yeah, the betting board, it's been relatively ugly. I somehow managed to struggle my way uh, through. Well, not struggle. I mean, for, for profitably. I get through the past couple of weeks, but I absolutely love the betting board this week. I've got four uh, lined up for you guys. we got some touchdowns. i got some spreads. Uh, and I know my man Jake's got a couple too. Uh, he of the early week DFS primer. What do you think of the DFS slate as a whole, Jake, real quick? And then uh, what else is on your mind? Yeah, I think, you know, probably excluding tight end, this feels like one of the deepest DFS slates we've had in a while. I mean, I was looking through some of these implied yeah. team totals and I was like, wow, it feels like I've been teleported back to 2021 because there are actually <laughs> some team totals that are over 25 now. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, chop it up with you boys and, and talk some DFS. Should be a fun slate. Yeah, let's get into week 11. Uh, basically, we, we always like to do is just talk a couple things in our on our mind, right? This is Tuesday. We're not in the we don't know injury reports. We don't have 
weather. I mean, I, I do look at weather on Tuesday just to kind of get a glimpse to see if anything's happening, but we don't really know the lay of the land completely on Tuesday. Uh, so we like to dice it up with just some general thoughts. Uh, I'll start with mine, and uh, it looks like the concussion syndrome has left Brock Purdy's body because the San Francisco 49ers juggernaut is back. Uh, I used him as my cash game quarterback on DraftKings last week. Nice. Not too many other people did. It just fit price-wise, uh, and he had himself a great game. When you have Debo, when you have Ayuk, when you have Kittle, and you have Christian McCaffrey, uh, newsflash, it's pretty hard to have a bad game as a quarterback, and uh, Brock Purdy was able to get it done. I know, Jake, you've been harping on this all year. His price, DraftKings refuses to change his price tag. It's still way too cheap. He's someone I'm eyeing in DFS this week. But uh, just real quick, what do you guys think of this 49ers offense back as a whole? Went into Jacksonville, absolutely pounded them. Uh, they're probably, the, as it stands right now, uh, the most complete team in the NFL, if you ask me. Yeah, I would. I, I would line up with that. Um, you know, I was. We'll talk pick them a little bit later, but uh, Purdy's prop right now on you know some of these pick them sites is just ridiculously low. He's in another pass funnel matchup. So yeah, I really love the way the San Francisco offense is looking, and you know it's looking like another pretty good spot to uh, to bet on this week. Yeah, I already hammered the fantasy pick them on the Purdy. Just the, the line's way too low. I think we both like that one. Uh, what else has happened in in your mind, uh, Jake, in terms of? Week 11, NFL in general, uh, what's on What's on your mind? Yeah, the big one for me is TJ Hawkinson might be the tight end one for the rest of the season. 26 expected fantasy points and a 44% target share in week 10. Those are both the highest marks we've seen by any tight end in any game this season. Uh, per four quarters with Josh Dobbs, Hawkinson is averaging 24.3 expected fantasy points per game. That's a workload that's 50% better than the next closest tight end in Travis Kelsey. I mean, Dobbs is just absolutely feeding this guy. It seems like every look is just straight to TJ Hawkinson. So, yeah, I mean, it's if it's not, you know, TJ Hawkinson 1A and Kelsey 1B for, you know, the top tight end the rest of the year, then it's just probably TJ Hawkinson as, as tight end one, at least in terms of usage. You know, he isn't as good as Kelsey. Kelsey will always exceed his expectation. But, man, Hawkinson is just getting fed. Thanks, Edwarder, for that great reporting on TJ Hopkins <laughs> last week. I uh, did not appreciate that. We had Trey McBride to, to, to go back to, which worked out great. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, limited workload for TJ Hawkinson. No, that did not work out. Uh, Graham, what's on your mind? Yeah, poor Ed, man. Uh, tough, tough scenes for Ed in the in the Twitter streets, X streets, whatever you want to call it these days uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I, you know, we've been talking all all season about, you know, you know, there's a downtrend in scoring. Touchdowns are at the lowest level, just in total total touchdowns. You know, prior to last week, lowest level since 2017. Um, we keep talking about how, how scoring is down, and more passing is going to help. Four teams are are passing way more uh, over the last couple of weeks. Britt, you mentioned Kyler, and he's back, man. It's insane what modern medicine can do. You know, 11 months removed from an ACL, he looks fully back, scrambling around like a maniac out there. It looks like a little ninja. Uh, but the big thing, the big takeaway for me, like data wise, is the Cardinals posted their first pass rate, per, first positive pass rate, I should say, above expectation last week. It was just at 2%, nothing crazy, but uh, obviously another good signal for Kyler, for the Cardinals. Uh, just watching that game, and there was a lot of first and second down, early down throws. Uh, Kyler just missed a Marquise Brown on a touchdown. Uh, that really would have given a, a great day. I think he's, he finished his day with like 16, 17 fantasy points. But uh, Cardinals, Kyler, looking good and, and passing more. Uh, Trey McBride, I think we're going to all be on him once again for DFS this coming week. Makes sense. Uh, three more teams, though. Washington, Dallas, Houston, 
all passing way more in recent weeks. Like Washington has just like got their pedal all the way pushed down here. Uh, they rank first, third, and first in pass rate over expectation over the last three weeks. Uh, prior to the last three weeks, they were like top five, top six. Uh, they've just gone all in, just completely abandoned the run game. Uh, Dallas, you know, I was just talking about this for the last couple of weeks. You know, Dallas's pass rate has just you know gone through the roof. Dak's playing at a career best level. Uh, you know, just watching the game last week, it was dot after dot. Like he had the bad pick, but you know his accuracy right now is just on another level. And they're passing uh, at the fourth highest rate. Only the Bengals, Chiefs, and Commanders are passing at a higher rate over the last six weeks. And obviously, we got Houston. Uh, Jake, you were all over this last week. I think we were all on this last week. Texans passing more fifth and uh, tenth in pass rate over expectation in their last two games. First time this year they've been uh, above expectation and pass rate in back-to-back games. Uh, Devin Singletary had a great game last week, obviously. Uh, I think he's going to be their their kind of bell cow moving forward. I think Damian Pierce will get benched moving forward. But that being said, Texans are just wheels up here, man. And again, good game. Cardinals, Texans this week. Uh, there's a lot of hot games. Jake, you were talking about it earlier. There's a, quite a few pretty strong implied totals, especially compared to the last like three to four weeks, what we've been dealing with. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Washington. I just, uh, I bet Sam Howell, uh, it was plus 1200 to lead the league in passing yards last week. That was on scores Ooh. and odds. It's been a week, so I'll, I'll throw it out here too. I think you can still get it around that plus 1200. Dude's chucking for 300 yards every game. Uh, and I believe he leads the league in passing yards as it stands right now. So, uh, uh, really like they that. They do have a, yeah, they do have a buy, but yeah, I mean, I could get there for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, just one down game from Tua. Some something like that happens, and he he's right in the mix. The other one I'm really sweating out is I have, I have an AJ Brown plus 2500 to lead the league in receiving yards. So I just need Tyreek. He's right on the heels. Uh, I need Tyreek, and I need CD Lamb to slow down because that dude is balling out right now too. Uh, but sure. I'm sweating that one right now as far as some season long uh, props. Uh, all right, let's get to our stand segment. Basically, this is a tease we'll do to keep you hanging around for the rest of the show. But uh, maybe you can sort of gleam into. I tend to come at it from a sports betting angle. And uh, the stand I'm taking this week is there's a one of the best quarterbacks in the league is just a three-point favorite going up against one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I couldn't believe this line when I bet it, uh, and then I bet it again, and I think I bet it again. So I really do like this bet. Uh, I'll talk about it in just a little bit. Uh, and I'm 19-8-1, and one, uh, I believe, is my record uh, on basically spreads, over-unders, a couple of props thrown in there. Uh, but a, a pretty good record. Might want to stay tuned for that one. Uh, Jake, what's your stand this week? Yeah, so we got a great game Thursday night. And I think one of these teams that's playing Thursday night is just getting a little too much disrespect from current market lines. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, Graham, what are you looking at? Yeah, great game Thursday night, man. Bengals, Ravens, wild game, too. If the Bengals lose, they'll be dead last in the division. Just absolutely insane, especially given the comeback Burroughs made. Uh, yeah, sticking with that game. There's a touchdown bet in that game that I really, really like. I think we'll get some solid closing line value on it. And it's a player that uh, has a ton of upside. So excited to talk some bets in a bit. The Steelers just – I don't understand. Mike Tomlin is a wizard in winning games because the Steelers, they should they should maybe not be winless, but they should maybe have two wins. But they they don't turn the ball over. They get the turnovers. They've had a lot of lucky things go their way. The running game is actually picking up a little bit. Uh, not sure I'm a, a true believer in all that, but the Steelers – they are the Vikings of this year in terms of running hot. Uh, maybe they'll come a little bit crashing down to earth. Got to wait till next season uh, for that. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk DFS. Jake, you always write the early week primer over on Fantasy Points. I'll bring that up for the people here. I'd like to start with you. What are we looking at this week in terms of DFS? 
Yeah, I mean, we've already hinted at it a little bit, but it is hard not to love these Arizona-Houston game stacks. Kyler Murray is back. I mean, he was looking great running the ball. All of these Arizona skill players are underpriced. Marquise Brown's only 5,300. Trey McBride at 4,400. Marquise Brown, people forget. I mean, he averaged 10 and a half targets per game during DeAndre Hopkins suspension last year. And on the Houston side, they're facing one of the best schedule adjusted matchups with this Arizona defense in the quarterback position at running back and at wide receiver tank Dell is way too cheap at 5,900 after back-to-back weeks with top four usage at his position. Now you could argue, you know, some of that usage may, you know, he may have gotten a usage bump because uh, Robert Woods missed a game. Nico Collins missed a game, but you know, rookie wide receivers do tend to be far more productive in the second half of their rookie season. We may just be seeing tank Dell emerge as an alpha. Um, And Dalton Schultz also has a pretty strong schematic matchup in this game. Granted, the on-paper matchup doesn't look as good, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later when we get to some of these tools. Um, Also, you know, obviously really like the Dallas uh, passing attack. Uh, Them throwing so much makes Dak and CeeDee Lamb stacks look fantastic. The only problem is Dak and CeeDee have been priced up significantly. I mean, CeeDee's over 9K now. uh, So how do you save salary? You know, Jalen Tolbert is kind of an interesting punt option. 63% route share uh, in week 10. That's his highest route share of the season in a game where both Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup were active. Tolbert has five targets in back-to-back games. He's only 3,300 on DraftKings. So, you know, he could be an interesting way to save salary in Dallas stacks. And then I had to throw out a galaxy brain play for the Tuesday show. Jamison Williams had a season high route share in week 10. And, and I do think this matters a lot to a guy like Dan Campbell. He had a fantastic block on David Montgomery's 75 yard touchdown run. Dan Campbell, you know, he really loves it when you put your hand in the dirt. Jameson <laughs> Williams might get rewarded for, you know, laying a couple defensive backs out on David Montgomery's touchdown run. Yeah. What do we think is going to happen in that backfield? Because it looks like Gibbs. C- can we expect Gibbs to have maybe a lead in the touch share now? Yeah. Or do we think that was because Montgomery was coming back from injury? Do we need another week to get a full signal to me? I think I do. I don't want to take it for granted completely yet. Does anyone have a have a take on that? My lean going into this week, or last week, I guess, was that Gibbs was going to get a bigger role. Um, the big takeaway I had from there was like, he had five red zone carries. Obviously, he got the two short goal line carries. We had five red zone carries in total. And the three previous games that he had played with Montgomery, he had like two red zone carries in, in total. So if he's going to get the red zone, if he's going to get more of the red zone work, not all of it, but more of it, plus like this insanely good receiving role he's had all year. I mean, he's five targets, 17 routes last week, like you know, wheels up on Gibbs, I, you know, for DFS purposes. I mean, I think, I, I think we already have our signal. Uh, Lions are 10 point favorites this week too. I, Bears are a really good run defense. Like I want to give them credit mm-hmm. for sure. You know, Montez sweats great too, but uh, you know, Lions are just absolutely moving people off the ball. Um, so if Gibbs, I think Gibbs might be contrarian this week. If, if people are fading him based on matchup, based on like one more week, I think Gibbs might be a really strong play again. All right, Graham, why don't you keep rolling? What are you looking at yeah. DFS this week? Jake, love the Tank Dell call. Just looking at some of the first read sh- uh, first read stuff at Fantasy Points Data this week. Dell got 45% of the first reads. Absolutely insane. Like he, he basically at this point is like, the he's the number one in the offense and the whole like passing concepts kind of revolve around him. It's absolutely wild how talented this guy is. Um, a few other things I, I think I talked about it at the top. It's Trey McBride week, week again. Maybe this is the third, fourth time I've talked about this, but he's just way too cheap. Uh, love that call. Uh, we got to talk through these Dolphins running backs, and I want to get your guys' take 
on this too, but like, you know, we're going to get Devon a chain back this week. It seems like Mike McDaniel is like, he's kind of hinted that there's if this injury really wasn't that big of a deal. Like he's not said he's full go, but he should be full go this week. So I, I'm expecting it to be like a one, a one B type of situation. Um, Jake, what do you think, man? What do you think the, uh, the backfield will look like this week? Yeah, that was my thought too. I thought that comment was really encouraging. And if, if I remember correctly, you know, right before they put him on IR, they basically said like, yeah, it was, you know, it was kind of 50, 50, we could have kept him off IR, you know, it might've been a three week thing. So, you know, that's, that's a pretty good sign that, you know, a chance workload, um, you know, here in week 11 could be, you know, what it was previously, which, you know, makes him a great play at 6,600. I mean, prices, the RB nine, that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, it's going to be yeah. interesting to see how it all plays up. We're going to, I don't know, 66, the the running backs, uh, th this is something I, I was going to talk about, the, the what, the five to six K tier at running back, it's loaded again. Do we even need to spend yeah. up? We'll have to see if there's any coach speak, but if, if it's a 50-50 split, let, let's say that's what our projections, everything comes to at the end of the week, it, is A-Chain a startable cash game play uh, against the Raiders? He's got a ton of upside, man. And I was looking at this, you know, obviously small sample stuff, three games, weeks three through five. But I mean, he he outsnapped Mostert 65 to 30% inside the 10. Seven carries, four targets. I mean, that that's just, an, this offense is just going to continue to obviously, you know, just give so many layup touchdown chances. I don't know about cash, but like, I, again, you know, it's Tuesday. I, I think he could, he and Gibbs are, are like the two tournament backs that, that look really strong on Tuesday here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Graham on that. I think, you know, for cash, probably a little iffy, especially, you know, given the the uncertainty with the injury. Yeah. But I mean, for for tournaments, I, I could pretty easily see a guy like HN being, you know, one of my highest on running backs of the slate. Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk about this, this running back tier, because we've got just so many players, right? If Damian Pierce is out again, we've got Devin Singletary, who's what is he? Five, three, I believe, just, you know, after a massive game doesn't really get priced up at all on on DraftKings. We've got James Conner, who, as, if Diamarcado is out again, I mean, he's going to be in the running to get 15 to 20 touches every single week, and this is against Houston in a game that could possibly be high scoring. We've got Brian Robinson leading. Oh, did I read the game log correct? 100 receiving yards for Brian Robinson with a <laughs> touchdown last week. Wild, yeah. But th that's not his deal generally, but he's just 5,800. Rashad White's getting it done. Uh, more so through the passing game, but this is against San Francisco, right? Where you're probably going to have to pass the ball. You've got pick your running back for Najee Harris or Jalen Warren. It looks like Warren's probably going to be the starter. It is against Cleveland. Probably not going to use them, but their price tag's cheap enough. Daryl Henderson, don't forget he's back in our lives against Seattle. Uh, he's just 5K. Royce Freeman's 4,500. If he stumbles into the end zone at 4,500, that's you know that's definitely going to play in almost any format. Which of these guys are you most likely to use? I'm thinking early in the week. If if Pierce is out again, I know you mentioned he might get relegated to the backup. I don't want him to be the backup. I want him out of the picture. I want Singletary. We yeah. need running backs with full workloads. Singletary at 5,300. I was I was a little stupid. I wrote him off after his bad performance two weeks ago, uh, managed to to squeak through and have a good week without really using him too much uh, on his big week last week. Uh, he, he's someone I'm definitely going to want to have exposure to. Yeah, if you're still grinding over in the FanDuel streets, he's 6,500. I think he's probably going to be the chalk running back. Him and Rashad White uh, on FanDuel will probably be the chalk. 
Um, he makes a lot of sense. There's one guy in this this range too. I mean, 6,200 Aaron Jones on DraftKings makes a ton of sense. He's you know gotten the you know full workload we've expected. He's not as explosive as he once was, but you know six targets and back to back games. You can always make a case for Jones in uh in tournaments on DraftKings. I think yeah, the running back is loaded this week. You know, this is a this is a really good week for DFS. Uh, yeah, I, I really like that at quarterback Jake too. We mentioned Brock Purdy. Just 5,800. What? Why? I don't know. The algorithm, it continues to hate him. It hates Trey McBride. We're okay taking advantage of it. The cheap quarterbacks, last week was one. We didn't really want to spend up. Uh, I'm okay using Purdy. It's early. I like this cheap quarterback tier again, basically starting with Sam Howell at 6,300. You know, you know it's going to be like 40 pass attempts, you know, all over the field against the Giants. We saw what the Cowboys did in the passing game. Now, Terry McLaurin isn't CeeDee Lamb and Sam Howell isn't Dak Prescott. But I would expect them to be able to do basically whatever they want against this Giants team. You've got Kyler Murray at 6,100, Brock Purdy at 58. And, you know, if you want to take a shot on a Will Levis against the Jacksonville pass funnel, I think you could mess around with that. I, yeah. I sort of like the cheap quarterbacks this week because when you go all the way up, you've got Allen against the Jets. Probably not going to do that with uh, maybe that Bills offense is a little bit better now that they're shaking things up. But against the Jets, it's probably asking for trouble. Tua looks, I think Tua at 7,700 looks like a fine play. Herbert against Green Bay. I think you probably have to see what Keenan Allen is. I, I'm expecting at this point for Keenan Allen to play. He injured, uh, I think it was uh, his shoulder or something like that in, yeah. in in the game last week. Played through it. I'm expecting him. He has a day-to-day -day designation uh, to play through it, but Herbert's fine. You've got Dak against Carolina. That might be the one we all want to go to because they're just like, Tony Who? At running back, they're just <laughs> we've got CeeDee Lamb, we've got Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, Undertaker GIF came out, and it's like, why even run the ball when we have these amazing players at quarterback and wide receiver? Not to mention CJ Stroud, if he gets his full weapons back, uh, with Nico, with Tank Dell, with Schultz, you've got Noah Brown in there who's probably going to relegate Robert Woods to the bench if they were smart. I mean, you said it's a good week, the last couple weeks haven't looked good on paper. This week's looking a whole lot better, but I, I like these cheap quarterbacks. I think uh, starting with Purdy, I mean, how do, how do you not want Purdy, Jake? Yeah, no, I mean, Purdy, I, I would imagine, will be extremely popular, almost definitely going to yeah. be the cash game quarterback this week. You know, really yeah. like Kyler, love Hal, as you pointed out. And I think Will Levis could be a little interesting just as a flop lag guy. I mean, he was the third highest owned quarterback in the Millie Maker last week. That, that surprised me quite a bit. And I think a lot of people are probably going to be upset that he just absolutely nuked their lineups with, seven fantasy points you know this could be sort of a repeat of like what we saw with Devin Singletary you know fails at high ownership but he's in a very similar spot this week you know like you pointed out Britt against that Jacksonville pass funnel we, we liked him last week because he was facing a pass funnel you know he may be worth a shot again in tournaments Will Levis third highest owned quarterback the Sims are taking over right that there's no yeah. way that could be people actually clicking that because uh maybe it is the Sims uh, because you can get a Sim Labs uh, beta. It's over here at Roto Grinders. The Sims are here. Uh, it's for free for a limited time. It's a brand new product that generates DFS lineups through the power of simulation. It combines data from every aspect of the slate to churn out lineups that match your preferences. In just a few clicks, you can build hundreds of well-built correlated lineups for whatever contest you're playing. Check it out in the link uh, for more information. You can also go to the Roto Grinders Discord, which is free. You can find the Sim Labs uh, beta channel that's free to join and you can go dice it up with all the other people about the sim labs because uh, that is a great point i would have never even on last week's slate where it was reasonably gross 
would have expected Will Levis to be the third highest owned quarterback in the Norman Maker. Uh, that's got to be algorithms. That's got to be Sims. Maybe it's a oh, maybe there's a lot of people in Tennessee playing daily fantasy. I don't know, but uh, something about that <laughs> doesn't seem right. I would have Brock. Pur what was Brock Purdy? You probably don't have it in front of you, but Purdy over Will Levis would have been like a hundred out of a hundred for me last week. I think it was because you could stack him easily with Hopkins. Yeah, Hopkins was popular, so that yeah. would make sense. But that was just a, a big crash and burn last week. Yeah, me. Hopkins was six K on DK. He was seventy one hundred on Fanduel. He's just so yeah. easy to fit. You know. Yep. Uh, all right. So there's a couple early week. DFS thoughts from the crew. Uh, what I want to do right now is I want to bring up uh, the coverage matrix over at Fantasy Points. This is, yeah, so they're already asking about this uh, in the chat. They're bringing up questions. Uh, who want, Graham, why don't you tell us what this is, a reasonably new tool over sure. at Fantasy Points. Uh, looks at coverages, a bunch of other stuff. Tell us what it is, and let's dig into a couple of matchups this week that might be exploitable based on coverage tendencies, based on which wide receivers do what against whatever teams are running. Sure, yeah. So this is our basically the, the data suites version and condensed down version of like everything you need to know about defensive coverages. We have uh, a look at uh, which teams are playing the highest rate of zone coverages, which teams are playing highest rate of man and how many fantasy points they're giving up on a per drop back basis on those coverages. Uh, and importantly for DFS purposes, I mean, you know, this is a weekly game, highly, highly weekly game. And uh, we have a bevy of data to kind of filter and sort through uh, and take advantage of some of these splits. Jake, I know you and I have been all over uh, this tool and just, you know, trying to find as many like micro, like condensed edges as we can uh, this coming week. I mean, we can take a, take a start, you know, at the top, uh, Panthers are playing the highest rate of zone coverage type of the Colts at 84%. I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> CD Lamb's the first read on everything, you know, especially uh, zone reads um, this coming week. Uh, obviously, you know, Dak, CD Lamb stacks again. Uh, I think, Jake, you've been on this for a couple weeks now, man. Like, Dak is the, just the nuts, you know, tournament quarterback. He's been priced up on FanDuel correctly, but on DraftKings, you know, Britt was making some solid cases for punting quarterback this week a little bit with some of the 6k guys or sub 6k guys but i think for like over 7k you know i i really like tack again at 7300 panthers are so bad uh, in their zone coverage yeah definitely hard not to like Dak again this week um and if you're looking at the other side you know who do you run it back with i mean i think everyone's going to go with adam thielen and I, you know schematically that's probably correct the cowboys run man coverage at a top five rate and thielen ranks fourth among 157 qualifiers against man coverage this season. Another matchup that really stood out to me is Cleveland is running extreme rates of single high right now. And, you know, just mm -hmm. generally speaking, single high beneficial to sort of those alpha outside wide receivers because they're getting more one-on-one -on -one matchups, whereas too high, you know, more beneficial to the guys who are playing underneath, especially tight ends. Um, George Pickens is, uh, I have it right here, 10th in yards per hour run and 17th in fantasy points per route run against single high of 157 qualifiers. You know, you look at his splits, single high uh, versus, or in single high versus Deontay Johnson. I mean, he's clearly the Steelers guy in single high matchups. He had four catches for 127 yards and a score the last time uh, Cleveland played Pittsburgh. Um, and then a final matchup I wanted to point out, you know, I mentioned that too high can benefit tight ends. Arizona runs too high at the second highest rate in the NFL. Dalton Schultz sees his target share jump 
from 16%, which is, I believe, fourth on the team overall, to 22%, which is a team leading number against too high. So like I said, schematically, yeah. this is a pretty strong matchup for Schultz, even though Arizona overall hasn't given up a ton to tight ends. Dude, and this, this is why this is just, this tool is the nuts, just like watching the games. Stroud obviously targets uh Schultz more against too high. I mean, every most too high looks or zone looks, and I mean that's been Stroud's guy over the last couple of weeks against zone of Schultz. So uh, it's it's always nice to pair up the data with what you're seeing, uh, just watching the games. Yeah, the the tools from Fantasy Points, the knowledge you guys bring, uh, excellent to have you guys on, on the show this year. So uh, go check out this tool uh, over at Fantasy Points. You can get a subscription in the data tool. Uh, you can match up uh, in receivers. They have all the filters. You can match up, you know, searching for which receivers do what against which coverage. Uh, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, absolutely uh, grateful for you guys to put this in front of us and then come on the show, uh, dropping all the uh, knowledge bombs as well. Uh, all right, let's talk. What do you want to do? You want to do some sports bets? Uh, I guess I can bring up some scores and odds, give you a couple of the ones that I was looking at this week. I'll start with basically my stand. And this is definitely, I mean, to get Justin Herbert against Jordan Love. Now, it's like, it's not 80 and sunny. It's going to be like 45 or 50. It doesn't look like there's going to be too much weather. I always like that, uh, to know that when I'm betting in games in Green Bay. But this is absolutely atrocious line set up by the sportsbooks. I don't I don't know how they come up with these. I would put this at like minus four or five, or I'd probably even put it at six because I'm, I'm crazy. But I just think Jordan Love and the Packers have had a pretty horrible offense basically the entire season. Jordan Love ain't it. Receivers aren't really doing too much. Aaron Jones, as much as we might like him, he's he's not Aaron Jones from two or three years ago. They still give A.J. Dillon the ball way too much. And the Chargers are just able to score points at will. The Packers, so they're averaging under 20 points a game this year. The Chargers at 26.5. But over the past five weeks, Packers scored 15.8 points against the Raiders, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Steelers, right? These aren't like the absolute world beaters of defenses. They can't score, and we know the Chargers can score, even without Mike Williams, even without Josh Palmer. They've got Austin Eckler. I think they're going to have Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's pretty tough. I expect him to play and pretty much be the, the Keenan Allen we expect. The defense can give up some points, but I don't know if the Packers can't do it against some of these other teams. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against the Chargers. So this is basically my top bet of the week. The other one I'm going to throw at you before I'll let the other guys start talking is Jalen Hurts to get a touchdown. And Graham, we'll go with your touchdown score in just a minute. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But Jalen Hurts is plus 120 to get a touchdown. He should not be plus odds. It should be at worst even money, if not like minus 110, minus 120. So to get it at plus 120 is a pretty big mistake from DraftKings, which is the only book that currently has it. Uh, so I would go bet this. He has 20 rushing touchdowns since the start of last season. Like it's insane. You, you might not realize that, but that's what he does. Uh, he had the week off. It's against the Chiefs. Chiefs have a good defense. So maybe the Chiefs limit their opportunities. But if it's like if it's like second and goal from the three, you know what they're going to do? Like two plays in a row, they're going to do the tush push and Jalen Hurts is going <laughs> to get into the end zone. I mean, it's, it's unstoppable with what they've been doing. Other teams try to do it. It's not working. You've got that. And then you've got Hertz just scrambling on any random given play near the end zone to be able to get in as well to get that at plus odds. A big mistake from DraftKings. By the time the weekends, this is going to be at, at best even money across most of the sports books, in my opinion. So there's two. I've got two more. Uh, I This was just my touchdown score. Graham, let's go to one of your touchdown scores because I, I went to go bet this. And I it's at the book where I can't bet in New York. So I'm a little annoyed by it because these odds look really good. Well, you can uh, you can come out here to Colorado. Just take a quick trip, um, quick quick trip. Load up the account and fly back. There you go. Only a four hour uh, flight. That's not too bad. Uh, it's, weather's beautiful. It's gonna be sixties. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I'm all over uh, Keaton Mitchell anytime touchdown plus three 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 um, at uh, bet three six five. You can get it at Caesars. Sorry, I was just looking. Uh, you can get it at Caesars at two sixty right now. Um, I think they're just going to put him in a little bit bigger of a role. Like who's to say they're not just going to treat him as their Devon HN. And I was just saying, you know, HN was kind of in weeks three through five, you know, he was the Dolphins red zone back. I think there's a, a realistic possibility. The Ravens do a similar type of deal with Mitchell. And, you know, the whole thesis is like, you know, Lamar's not running, um, at the goal line anymore, you know, Ravens have a really strong implied total. I think it's the six highest on the slate at 25 points. Somebody has to score these touchdowns and Lamar's not running near the goal line as much anymore. Uh, Mitchell is obviously super explosive. He's got the long play potential. Uh, yeah. Plus three, uh, three, three thirty over at bet three, six, five was just too much juice. I think, I think when, uh, this closes, it'll probably be maybe 200. Um, that's what I would expect. If yeah. Devin Singletary can have a good game, I mean, the Ravens running back should be able to run all over since. Yeah, yeah, ba- yeah. Bengals have obviously been a, a defense we've been targeting all season. I mean, the, by you know yards per carry allowed, explosive run rate, they've not been good all year. Uh, so I, I really like Mitchell in this game. I'm probably going to be betting his rushing over. I almost bet it last week, but like a donkey, I didn't take it at like 21 and a half. I think it'll probably open at like 33 and a half, and I'll mm-hmm. probably have that too. It might even be open. I'll take a look in just a second. What's uh, a, Yeah, what's he at at prize picks? That's usually a good uh, well, let's see. Or you can good corollary. Get, you can find all this on sports and odds really quick. So it's not, yeah. it doesn't look like it's open. No props. Here. Yeah. On price picks, I can. I don't know. I don't believe I saw it yet. So that'll probably come up once. Yeah, the books line. books might be scared to post Mitchell props. That'll be one maybe on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, here. we'll see how we'll, we'll see, see what that is. Uh, Jake, give me. It looks like you're eyeing a couple of spread picks. Let's get to those. I'll round out with a couple of my picks as well. 
Yeah. So this is, uh, you know, from the stand segment, you know, I think Cincinnati's just being a little disrespected in this game at plus four. I'd take Cincinnati over Baltimore on a neutral field. And the current line is pricing in a bit more than home field advantage right now for Baltimore. So do like Cincinnati with the points this week. And I also like Miami minus 11 and a half. You can get that at minus 114 over at FanDuel. Uh, Vegas is getting, I think, just a little too much credit in markets after beating both New York teams back to back. You know, those teams really aren't providing a lot on the offensive side of the ball. And Miami has just absolutely destroyed these, you know, average to below average teams this season. And Vegas falls into that category. Yeah, Miami is, they're the Lions of the AFC. They beat up on the inferior teams and they can't stand the test when they face the the great teams. Although the Lions did beat, beat Kansas City week one. That was without Travis Kelsey though. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Do you like, uh, I should have bet the, when I see the big spreads, I get a little worried. Like I didn't bet the Cowboys last week. A couple of the guys that scores and odds were on them too. I hate the big spreads, but this isn't, I mean, the Dolphins should just be able to, crush the Raiders. Yeah, I think this should be closer to like what we saw with Dallas last week. I mean, Raiders Mm -hmm. are just so run heavy. O'Connell is I mean, I like O'Connell like long term kind of, but I mean, he's in a really rough spot this week. Dolphins defense was trending up too before the bye. Yeah, I got got Ramsey back a couple weeks ago and they're trending up. Yeah, he just makes he makes your entire defense better because what he's able to do. Well, yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna allow them just to play size with Howard too. Xavier Howard's having another good year, so I mean, yeah, Dolphins are, are definitely trending up. All right, a couple other games I'm on. Uh, so I mentioned what the Chargers and the Hurts touchdown. Uh, I'm also on uh, the Bills. So I I was on the Bills against the Jets before Monday night's game, and the line basically stayed the same. You can get it at, at it went down to six and a half for a little bit at like minus one fifteen. It's minus 122 for six and a half, minus seven basically everywhere else at the standard, minus 110. Very, that's basically very close between. If you want the six and a half, I think the FanDuel odds are are fine. The seven are also fine. Uh, Firing the offensive coordinator. The Bills offense has been reasonably good. It's just you you deal with Josh Allen's unpredictability. And then the guys are just dropped, like the ball's right in their hands. And Josh Allen's maybe throwing it a little bit too hard, but you got to be able to catch these balls that literally hit you right between the hands at the face mask level. Some of these guys that turn into interceptions. And I, I don't know if that was the scapegoat firing the offensive coordinator, but they had to do something on that. But basically I've been betting against Zach Wilson, anybody I can for, I, I think basically since he's taken over control uh, for Aaron Rodgers and the bills, they should have won that first game. They basically gave it away with stupid Josh Allen turnovers. I'm hoping that doesn't happen this week. I think maybe, he tries to be a little bit more careful with the ball because unless you give the Jets this game, there's literally no way the Jets can win because Zach Wilson, they can't sustain drives. In the last 11 quarters, they have zero touchdowns against the Giants. I repeat, the Giants, the Chargers, and the Raiders <laughs> over the last 11 Ooh. quarters. Zero touchdowns. And I think they had one in the first quarter of that Giants game. So like their offense is completely inoperable with Zach Wilson at the helm. Be able to get the bills at minus seven, I think is just fine. If I was setting it, I'd probably put it at minus 10. So the bills, one of my favorite bets of the week. And the other one is I got a road dog. Uh, we are on the Josh Dobbs singing Creed Minnesota Vikings yeah, plus two <laughs> because uh, I think the, <laughs> this is going good. And I, I think Justin Jefferson's coming back is basically yeah, he is. The I'm playing in this one. Yeah. So once that becomes official, I think this line starts moving. So this is one if you want to get that closing line value. 
Uh, I think you can get it here with the Vikings. I think it was two and a half in a couple places. It's come back down to two a little bit. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think the Vikings with Justin Jefferson, with how TJ Hawkinson's getting the ball, Joshua Dobbs is playing about as good as you can get. It's absolutely insane to me that first the Browns let Josh Dobbs get away and then Arizona lets him get away for literally nothing, right? When he's shown he's like a capable NFL starter, you don't shouldn't give NFL starting quarterbacks away. For literally nothing. I don't understand what some of these teams are doing with the Vikings. We're more Brett, than happy to take it. Brett, I was saying this on my podcast yesterday. I there's a there's a legitimate chance that Dobbs is their starter next year and they got him for free. Like, yeah, and like if in what they they'll have to pay him like 20 million, but you don't have to pay Kirk Cousins 50 million, right? I mean, the, the way they're trending right now, I mean, there's no there's no chance unless they trade up, obviously. There's no chance they're gonna have like a yeah. top 10 pick. You know, I mean they Dobbs Kirk back. Dobbs might... is playing awesome, man. Like, but would you rather Double, if you had to pay Kirk Cousins double again for a single year, would you pay him over Dobbs? I know it'll be a legitimate debate for O'Connell and, you know, Spielman and, and those guys, man. But yeah, getting Jefferson back with like Dobbs is playing really, really well. And then all these pieces, Addison, I mean, man, layering, layering all those pieces, it's, it's hot, man. Dobbs is, yeah. Dobbs is legitimately good. And what, you know, the way he's extending plays with his legs, you know, O'Connell's really sharp. He called a couple of design plays for him, uh, a couple of design runs. I expect that to continue too. Like Dobbs is legitimately a good fantasy quarterback. Uh, Jake, actually, you know, I was going to uh, pose this uh, in Discord and like our company Discord. I'll just ask you, who would you rather have rest of, rest of the year for fantasy, Justin Fields or Josh Dobbs? Like provided Fields' hand is good. They're kind of the same guy, right? They're they're pretty close. I think Dobbs floor is probably a little better. He right? seems to bring a little more consistency to the table. But I I for like a DFS tournament, I think I'd rather play yeah. Fields. I in the season long, I, I kind of lean Dobbs. Yeah, I, I, I know, dude. Dobbs. Right? I well, he's got he's got a better coach, better weapons. Yeah, I mean he's the better quarterback. Yeah, for fantasy insane. though, for fantasy though, Fields' ceiling is just insane. Like you said, yeah. Insane Dobbs gets passed around like hot garbage by the league. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And I hope hopefully he gets uh, his bag at the end of the season. You know, he's the new Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he's the QB mercenary that nobody wants. And he he plays well everywhere he goes. Hopefully he gets to he like you said, hopefully he gets finally gets some respect here. Yeah, but I think the Vikings are the better team and the Broncos, they still I mean, it's a home game, but they played Monday night and they got to travel all the way back, right? And the Vikings get an extra day of rest. Uh, I think the Vikings are the better team, better coach, better offense, better quarterback, better receivers, better better offense for sure. The Broncos defense is probably on the uptrend after an absolutely, like literally historically horrible opening four or five games. They've tightened it up a little bit. Uh, but I like the Vikings here plus two. Uh, so to round that out, Vikings, Chargers, Bills on the spread, and go get that anytime Hurts touchdown at plus 120. Uh, all right, let's round out the show with some fantasy pick them. Uh, let's go, let's go to Jake. We're both on, we're both on Brock Purdy. What is he? 233 on underdog, 237 passing yards on prize picks. Uh, I, I used him on prize picks cause I liked a couple of the other ones over there. Basically they had Debo and I want to play Debo this week because that's what the coverage matrix is telling me to do. So why don't you talk about that and anything else you're looking at on underdog? Yeah, that that Debo line is fantastic. I don't think it doesn't look like underdog has uh, Debo props listed yet, but um, yeah, so I love, you know, like you said, love Purdy over 233 and a half passing yards. Also got Brandon Ayuk over 58 and a half passing yards. You know, we mentioned earlier 
San Francisco offense looks fantastic, and they're faced with another pass funnel. I mean, the Purdy at two thirty three is just absurdly low. Like this will probably be my biggest prop bet of the year if if sportsbooks open that uh, his passing prop anywhere near that. Um, and then you know going with a little more correlation here, got C.J. Stroud over two hundred forty nine and a half passing yards, and Tank Dell over 49 and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, Houston seems to have finally come around to throwing the ball. And like I noted earlier, this is a fantastic schedule adjusted matchup for both Stroud and Tank Dell. And, you know, again, I think, you know, there are sports books and, you know, pick them sites might be a little down on Dell because his recent production came with, you know, Robert Woods out of the lineup, Nico Collins out of the lineup, but he may just be an alpha. He might just be their wide receiver yeah. one and 49 and a half just feels way too low for him. Kenny, where is he? Five eight. I, I'm I'm taller than Tank Dell, but can yeah. can he be an alpha at five eight? <laughs> yeah, it's the dude. new it's the new NFL. I think you can in the new NFL, right? Yeah, you can. I mean, they, they, like I was saying earlier, in terms of like just like concepts, you know, Dell uh, Dell <laughs> Dell's their guy. I mean, you know, it, everything layers off of him. Um, it's incredible, he, dude. He it's he's five eight, but he looks. He, it's like Devon Achan. You know, he he's he's stockier. He's you know he's not tiny. Uh, and he can get intermediate. He can get deep. Stroud's obviously, you know, dot show. But yeah, Dell's Dell's really good, man. You know, Dell is Dell is always like he was such a fun watch at Houston. Um, I think everybody just kind of wrote him off coming out of college because he was so tiny. And guys that this small typically don't hit. But like his numbers, production, and the tape at Houston was just insane. Guy just gets open at will. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was your leader over there. He tweeted out some stuff on. Tank Dell versus Quinton Johnson and just like the absolute uh how good Tank Dell was and then how bad Quinton Johnson was and like why did nobody want Tank Dell in the draft uh so yeah. uh, some some very interesting uh tweets on there and just how good Tank Dell is and why Quinton Johnson is isn't really doing too much uh for the Chargers right now but I, I love that correlation of the 49ers uh, and Houston. I'm going to go get that as soon as we're off the show here. Mine is on prize picks. Uh, I got Purdy and Debo. Purdy's 237 and a half. Debo's at 46 and a half. And you want to play Debo, uh, Debo versus zone or Debo versus man? Which which one is that? It's definitely a versus zone. He's been it's bad. Against, zone, yeah. yeah, he's been bad against man. Well, not bad, yeah. but just average against man for the last yeah, two years. But it's a nice zone matchup for, for Mr. Debo this week. Uh, so you can get that over on prize picks. I'm editing Kyler Murray at 224 passing yards. Seems absolutely ridiculous in what could be a, a shootout game. Uh, just seems a little low. The line's already higher on underdog. And when Sportsbooks posted, I think it's going to be higher than both of them. So getting it at 224 on price picks currently right now looks like a really nice deal to me. And then they're also letting me uh, take Tyreek Hill to get a touchdown. Passing, rushing, or receiving is an option. Uh, he can throw one. Sure, he can run it in. He can, he can catch it. I think he has a TD in every game but one. Uh, I would expect that to be, I don't know, minus 120, minus 130 when, when the sports books open out the line. So that's a, a reasonable value play as well over on prize picks right now. And Tyreek is just, he is the guy when they get down there into the, to the red zone, throw it into the end zone. And then also with the ability to break one on any single play uh, against the Raiders, right? Like th that's probably going to happen too. So throwing in all of that with Mr. Tyreek Hill to get a touchdown on prize picks. Uh, Graham, you mentioned uh, the touchdown for uh, Mitchell for the Ravens. Anything else you're eyeing when the, when the props might come out that some, like a, a line you might think might be a little yeah. off any guys you're particularly waiting for? 
Yeah, Keaton Mitchell over rushing yards will be interesting. Uh, I think I said 33 and a half is what I'm expecting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be on that. Yeah, I just looking at some early sports book stuff, I was kind of thinking about betting Mark Andrews over receiving yards, but you know, he's 53 and a half. That's a pretty good number for him. Bengals have been a really bad defense against tight ends, and you know, Andrews has obviously you know got some of the best upside. Uh, I was thinking about Andrews, but I think I think 53 and a half is a pretty good number for him. But, you know, if you are playing some, you know, uh, correlated pickums like prize picks, uh, Lamar over with Andrews plus, you know, uh, I mean, you can always make a case for Chase uh, mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. This the Thursday night game, guys, we finally have a good one to bet on the last like four straight have just been absolutely brutal. Yeah. To bet in on. a good Monday night, too. We've got yeah, uh, yeah, we do. Eagles and, and some, I like the Monday Sunday night game, too. I'm with you on Vikings like Vikings Bengals is a is a fun game. Russell Wilson's yeah. playing pretty well. So hopefully we get two good primetime games this week uh, and not the total hockey. That Thursday night game between the Bears and the Panthers was like complete hot garbage. <laughs> that was one. That's one, Britt, where you don't watch live. You watch the condensed 30-minute version. No, I, I unfortunately, I did spend time watching that live round. I, <laughs> I want my life back on that one. I want, I want good NFL. I want good quarterbacks. I want points. I want scoring. I want fantasy points. That's what it's all about, right? I want touchdowns. I want to win my bets. I like to bet overs. That that that's what I want. Uh, is that is that too hard to ask, Jake? No, I I don't think you're asking for much. Uh, We're gonna get right, it this that, week. This is a great slate, really. I, I really like the slate. Yeah, uh, it's been fun dicing it up with you guys for week eleven. Uh, everyone have out fun out there. Go check out the fantasy points. I uh, can read Jake's article for early week DFS. You can go check out the coverage matrix. Dig into coverage schemes and which receivers do what against the coverages. And just have a good time out there. Uh, for everyone at Fantasy Points, for Graham and Jake, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, and we out you. 